Hi, this is Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and life coach. I'm also author of several self-help books. Hi, this is Mary Kay Krasikas, and I'm with Stacy Justice, who is an intuitive life coach and energy healer. And she brings a lot of compassion and authenticity when working with people and helps you realize your true purpose and potential. And understanding that everything is energy, she has a unique ability to translate behavior that will help you in life. When I met Stacy, I really felt like I had known her my whole life. She's open-minded, kind, highly intuitive, and helpful to everyone. And because I found her messages so helpful, I thought I would ask her a few questions that might help our audience. So, Hi, Stacy. Hi. It's so great to be here, Mary Kay. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm so thrilled for you that you're allowing yourself to be a conduit for messages to come through to people that you've connected with. And you have a, a wonderful connection with young women. And I just appreciate you so much putting yourself out there and doing this. Well, thanks so much. I've seen a lot of young women today that are fearful of not being perfect. They're afraid to take risks. And there's a lot of issues with social media pressures and perception. And because of that, they're face tuning every Instagram, skinny app, teeth whitening, and I mean, even taking it further with surgery. And so I I just really wanted to talk about that and body image and how we can change what social media tells us we should look like. How can we change these negative feelings towards our body? Do you have any solutions that have worked for people that you've worked with? The idea that we get to alter our images. Now, that's obviously something that's been going on for a long time. And now it's on steroids, right? And the idea that if I don't face tune and if I don't teeth whiten and if I don't do these things that everyone else is doing, then I'm not going to be a part of the game, right? It's not a fair playing field, right? So the idea of me, if I have a child or a young woman in my life to tell her, don't use those anymore, you can't do that. That to me, I don't think is a solution because... It's not fair to them to be able to go, well, everyone else is doing it. But what I would say is when you're using the app, any kind of an app and any kind of a social media platform is to set an intention first that you that you're the observer of it and that you're having fun with it. Like, can you be in a space where you can separate your value and recognize what it really is, that it's just a tool. It's just something else that we get to connect with. Right. Because that's really what social media platforms are at the core is, is connecting tools. Right. Right. So if I can recognize that that's a tool for connection and that I can have fun with it, if I alter my body and wow, what technology that we on the fly now can alter our body. We don't have to buy Photoshop. We don't have to go to someone in and of itself is pretty incredible. So it's the relationship that you have with what you're doing. And this is in everything, Mm -hmm. the relationship and that that's go to the relationship that I have with my body. You know, it's tough for us as women And excuse me if I get a little bit emotional because I'm an empath. You can feel other people. You're an empath, right? Right. So you can feel their emotion. And because of that, you you can also take on negative emotion, people. Yes. And a lot of women are empaths. And this is something, too, that we could talk for a whole hour about and teach young women how to protect their energy. So we can talk a little bit about that as well. What I know to be true in regard to self-lovery, body image, is that it's tough for me to tell Anybody, even myself, you need to love yourself. You need to love your body. You need to love, you need to love yourself. People say that. And I, early on in my career, you know, I'm also a certified hypnotherapist. And so that's part of the reason why I, I understand the behavior in relation to the energy 
is I had this one woman, I said, do you need to love yourself? And she said, well, do you love yourself? And I had to stop and say, you know what? I, I said, I don't know. And she goes, well, what does even self-love mean? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> That's a really great question. That's something that I've thought about and meditated on and pondered for five years now. And the best thing that I've noticed for myself and what I, when I give messages to people is that I can love if I start by loving parts of my body, I love that my heart pumps blood all the way down to my feet. That to me is incredible. I love that my hands operate. I love that I eat something and my body turns it into magic and makes me move. That to me is incredible. The other day I was sitting there and I was making something and I started thinking, wow, if I didn't have this food, I'd be dead. Like it is such a silly <laughs> notion, right? Right. But right. the idea is that I'm You can I'm, love something, right? Yes. And that I'm putting this into my body as fuel and that my body miraculously knows what to do with it. Right. So and that then they're I not punishing. My, <clears throat> yes, and my relationship with everything then changes because I have a reverence for it instead of being against it. And the idea that we're against our bodies, you know, is all part of this. You can name it whatever you want, but the reason why women have been sold that their bodies aren't enough is so that there's multi-billion dollar industries that can make money off of that. And that's the truth, right? right? That's the, because it's indoctrinated into our culture and it's indoctrinated by whom? Not by you and I, every person that listens to this podcast, we're sitting in a room. We would all be incredibly amazed by the beautiful energy of the people because anybody that's going to listen to you is open to this. Anybody, I believe that we attract like things and that everything happens for a reason on a certain level in regard to what you're seeking is seeking you. So anyone that's seeking this is going to be connected to, to this kind of a podcast. So if you're listening to this, you have this beautiful knowing you have this intuitive center. I mean, it's it's a miracle that you're actually able to hear this and all these things. Like you can see, I have a huge reverence for life, which is what my spirituality is. If I come from that space and that each person, all of this humanity has all of these beautiful emotions and the way that they look at life in different ways, and then I can become curious about others instead of afraid of others. And then I can also be more authentically me because I recognize how valuable I am as just who I am, that I don't have to match some perfection standards that really aren't perfect anyway, because who decided that that was perfect? If you go back to history, when women, you know, were, when bigger women were revered, (laughs) yes, because that meant that they were healthy, right? right? And they were subjects of all the art. I mean, that was exactly, wish we were back then, (laughs) right? We have seen some things change with the era of the Kardashians, but now it's completely the other extreme where women are putting things in their butt to make them bigger because it's like, just love your butt the way it is. You can do beautiful things with a muscular to maybe shape it and then see what you can do with it. That's what I would do. If someone says, well, that's easy for you to say, because you have a nice butt, which is also subjective, right? Right. Then I could say to you, okay, well, experiment with your body. Imagine, tell your muscles when you're working out on your body, when you're doing squats and you're doing leg lifts and you're doing whatever it is to, to treat those muscles so that they become something that you're desiring work with the muscular system, work with your, yourself instead of against yourself. Don't look at your butt and go, look at your butt and go, how cute it is. It's little. I'd like the muscles to be a little more, like see the difference. Right. Like I can still have improvement without judgment. I can have improvement without being, so, the self-talk is so, I mean, it's degrading to, to ourselves. I mean, and also talk. I always tell girls that the, your body hears you talk. 
And, it sure does. And that's really an important thing to realize. Just, and what kind of a relationship do you want to have? I believe that I have these aspects of me, right? So I have my ego and I have my spirit and and my spiritual self is just my highest self. It's there. It's very nurturing. It's very feminine. And it comes in and it loves the parts of me. I have that voice that comes in and says, it's okay, Stacey, that you're not feeling okay today. It's okay that you're not feeling perfect today. I would tell a young woman, if there's perfectionism issues, ask yourself, what does perfect really mean? And then where did you get the idea that that is what equaled perfection? Mm -hmm. Anything that shows up as perfectionism is a recipe for hate disaster, right? right? Yes. For hating yourself. Exactly. Everything is about looking at my association with it, my relationship with it. And my relationship with my body is the, is the best and the deepest and the most important relationship I'm ever going to have. Really? Because it's getting me here. It's getting me to the next year. And these young people now they're going to live to be 120, 150 years old is what they're projecting. Like you and I are going to live to maybe be a hundred which is still mind blowing. Like the median age is growing. So the the most important relationship you're going to hone is the one with yourself. And it can start with little things of like, wow, I really like my fingers. How cool is it that I just stand up and I walk across the room and I don't even think about it. There's a reverence for it. That's the best way. That's how I've learned to, to appreciate myself. And I, I love that idea of reverence towards your body. You know, just respect. It's a miracle to me. To me, bodies, I mean, it's really a miracle if you think about it. If you go, if you think about the idea that you eat something, and a lot of people don't even eat things that are worth the body even digesting, and the body goes, okay, well, we'll do what we can. Right. Right. (laughs) And it disseminates all of it, and it moves it all into cellular structures, and it's always trying to get you back to balance. And that's what, it's all about homeostasis, right? So anything that you ingest into your system, there's an intelligence that it does. It translates how self-talk and it translates into the cells. What are you telling your cells? What are you telling yourself? You know? Well, and I also wanted to talk about teaching young women to protect themselves because a lot of times they're hanging out with negative people that are really hurting their energy or they're taking on that negative energy and not even aware of it. And they don't know why they feel badly. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they move to another apartment and they have all this great energy, great things are happening. And they haven't even made the connection that just left a very negative situation. And that's why all these great things are happening. And then there's some that are friends with someone forever because the parents want you to be friends with them. And they feel obligated to be in these friendships where they're really just putting them down every day. So we want to address how to create great energy to attract positive people and experiences. And nobody wants to exclude or shut out a friendship, but how do we get young people to really find friends that are authentic and kind? So there's a couple of things within that I would love to address. Ultimately, you're going to find your friends or you're going to receive your friends into your life based on your vibrationary frequency. So that means that you're attracting into your life energy, right? Right. So if you're put into a circumstance, and especially young people are put into circumstances, like if you've just graduated high school and you're going into college or you're just coming into work world and there's all these different people that you have really no choice how you're dealing with or that they're going to be in your circle. You know, you're right. So the, the first thing to remember and women need to need to be taught, I feel, young women at an early age so they understand that you have dominion over your energy. You are the person who gets to 
say how you're operating through the world. So I'll do things like setting intentions. If I know that I'm going to go into a place where I don't know about the energy and that there's probably going to be some people that may not be who I would really necessarily connect with normally, I set an intention. I'll set an intention that I'm protected. And you, a lot of times you'll hear in this realm, they talk about putting yourself in a bubble, in a bubble of protection. Mm-hmm. You can imagine that you're, you know what I always think about, do you remember <clears throat> back a long time ago, Lady Gaga came to the um, Grammys and they were carrying her and she was in a pod. That pod is what, sometimes I'll have that image of that protection. Or mm-hmm. there's a really cool um, story that I heard about James von Prague, who is a psychic medium. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he said that the people in the studio in that business, you need to protect your energy from them. So he would imagine himself in a disco ball. Um, so the mirrors on the outside, the energy that would come at him was bounced back to the people because it's not mine to take on. Right. And moms do this a lot. I got to take it all on. I got to take on everybody's energy so that they can feel better. And it's my job to fix and, it all. <laughs> yes. And the challenge with taking it on is that it actually doesn't fix it. We've seen things in our lives where it's played out where it actually hurts it. Because what then happens is you have a codependent exchange instead of you're being independent. And then when you exchange, you become interdependent. So you ha- so you give yourself permission and you recognize and have awareness that I'm not going to allow this person's energy to affect me. I also imagine it as a filter. So if I'm only going to allow in what serves my highest good or what works for me. So if someone comes at me and they're there, or I can feel them, because of course we're sensitive. That's why we're talking about this because where we want and other sensitive women are going to come in and you can feel the energies. I make a decision. I'm not going to take that on. And another thing too, is if you're feeling down or feeling off and you, and you're thinking it's you, I'll ask myself, is this mine or is this someone else's? Did I take on someone else's energy or is this my energy? And then I can give myself permission to let it go. If it's like, you know what, actually this is really, isn't mine. I don't think this is mine. I don't align with this idea. Because there's this, I've been seeing this meme lately with Jim Carrey, and he said that depression is real, and I believe that people can be depressed. Take into account the amount of assholes that are in your life, right? You might be taking on their stuff and 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 learning to differentiate, and then setting the the intention and making the decision that the people that come into my life are going to be for my highest good, and whatever that means for you, the people that come into my life are going to be loving and nurturing and kind. The people that come into my life are going to be just as generous as I am. Exactly. The people that come, right? So you start to set intentions through affirming thoughts, which that would be an affirming thought. And the people that come into my life, you fill in the blank. And then you get to make a decision. And what becomes fun about that part, because that's an affirming statement and proactive instead of reactive, right? Mm -hmm. When you come into the space of being proactive and, and intention setting before, then you are starting to create your reality. And then what I love to do is become the observer of what then happens. Like, whoa, this person that came into my life is nurturing and has my back. You start to see the evidence of how your thoughts are creating your experience. And it becomes fun. That's the goal. I want everyone who's listening to this to get to a space where their life is fun. Because if you love yourself, you accept yourself, you have radical acceptance for the idea that you're not perfect. You're never going to be. And also what's perfect. It's a moving target. Right. Right. So I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in having a very dynamic experience. I'm interested in connecting with like-minded people, like create a mission state about what you want to experience in your life. Right. And And write it down. 
<laughs> write it down. Yes. And, and it can be ever changing and it can be the smallest thing of I want to experience in my life where I get to have this certain coffee every day or whatever. It right. doesn't have to be super duper deep. And, and also too, if there's something that you want in the material world, that's okay too. Like it's okay to want a certain kind of dress or it's okay to want, it's okay to desire things on the material plane. Just look at why you're wanting it, what it's going to give you. And then what's your relationship to it? So everything becomes in how I'm relating to things. And now I'm in the driver's seat. Now right. I'm not being bounced around or pinballed around by, I believe that what happens with young women is that if they're, if you're playing a pinball game, if they're the ball and then you shoot the ball out and then they're just boom off of everybody else's energy because they don't realize they can have command of their own. Right. So take command of your own so that you're only allowing yourself to to go where you desire to go instead of where you think you should go or what you think you should do based on what everyone's telling you should do and what right. media is telling you should do and all that kind of stuff. I, I totally agree with everything you're saying, but what is your advice to girls? Let's say they have an emotionally abusive coach or an emotionally abusive boss. And I've always said to my girls, get out, but sometimes you don't have the option of getting right. out. And I've experienced that. I've experienced a, a boss that was very misogynistic and the idea of having to kind of do things that I wouldn't want to do, you know, and he, I, I felt intimidated by him. And I felt like if I didn't do what he wanted me to do, then I was going to lose my job. I tactics. had a boss like that too. <laughs> yes. I think and it's that, like a rite of passage. <laughs> I, I agree. Unfortunately, it is. It's this underlying and the word misogyny comes up and I, I don't want to you overuse that word, but mm -hmm. it's pervasive in the culture, unfortunately. And I think a lot of men don't even realize that they're doing it. I would recommend part of that protecting your energy and then, oh, it's, that's tough because I want to say get out. Right. But I would also say- you know, Well, you I'm can find a new job. A you job. can set the intention of finding yes. a new job with a boss that's a mentor and respectful. Yes. But right. Yes. But with a coach, what, what do you do? Change schools? That's harder because you, Right. And you've got to wake up every day and face this, right? So if mm -hmm. I'm the person I, I just imagine in my mind, like if I'm a young woman and I'm waking up because I can feel there's this anticipatory anxiety around, oh my God, now I have to be in his energy or hers, right? Mm -hmm. So what I would recommend doing is doing that protection thing that I'm stating that I'm protected from their energy and that anything that they say, I'm going to be discerning about how I take it on. Right. So it's like you kind of put up with it, you know, I guess is the best way to describe it, but don't let it, don't take it on and don't let it be. And, and if you went and what I, what I used to do too, with this particular boss is like, I would, I would actually literally on my phone, you can set geographical reminders. So when I drove up and parked in the parking lot at, at my work, there would be a, an affirmation that came up that said, I'm protected. My energy is protected. And only things that serve me are going to come toward me. I mean, obviously you can say whatever mm -hmm. you want, but that you set the intention that once you walk into that space, that you're protected and that you get to decide still, even though they show up as a leader and a, and a boss and as someone who um, has something over you. That's the challenge. Right. Because I have to please this person. And so it puts us in pleaser mode right away, which women are, generally speaking, go into pleaser mode as a default. So then you're all about pleasing them. And so another thing is, too, to set the intention. First, I'm pleasing myself. And that's actually why I'm showing up. Because I realize 
that this is a short period of time that's going to get me to where I want to go, right? Right. So I, I remember yourself- having a boss who had hired me to fix the morale problem. And when oh, I wow. interviewed everyone, because he wanted me to fire like four people right off the bat, when I worked with them, I realized he was the morale problem. So mm-hmm. I had to tell him that. <laughs> that wow. was not a fun day. And afterwards, I... I remember I just said, I just got to enjoy this process because we're not going to change him. And one time I remember he was like screaming and ranting and racing through the halls, trying to like abuse someone. Another thing I would recommend too, that the, the, the old Marianne Williamson, uh, recipe is if you have a problem with someone, pray for them for 30 days. So you say, or send them blessings. Yes, exactly. Which is hard to do when you can't stand someone. But then what I do is if, if anything's a challenge to do, I love to take it on as an experiment. Okay, well, let me experiment with this. If Marianne Williamson says it works, I'm going to put her theory to the test. Mm-hmm. If, then when I experiment with it, then what that does is it allows me to become the observer. Right. Okay, I can set an intention. I can pray for that person for 30 days as an experiment and see if something changes. She says if you have a problem with someone for 30 days and you pray for them, that it will actually change the relationship. With that I believe person. that. Yes. I think it's a really great idea. And it, I mean, there's no downside to it. No. <laughs> the worst thing that can it's happen not. is nothing's going to change. Right, right, right. You're still stuck where you are. <laughs> well, I really appreciate your time. This has been so helpful. And I wanted to also ask our listeners to check out your website at www.stacyjustice.com. And that's spelled S T A C E Y J U S T I S dot com. Like just, yeah, Stacy just is, not justice. People, right. please check me out and follow me on the, it's, I'm also at, at Love and Justice on Instagram, which is love underscore and underscore justice, J U S T I S, if you want to follow. I, I'm all about posting positive things and and I appreciate you doing this, Mary Kay. I know your intention and I send you all the love and I hope that everybody listens to it because I know what you're doing. Your energy is amazing. Oh, thanks so much. No, I felt like we, we really needed to help. I mean, it's been an epidemic level of anxiety and kids internalizing instead of, and saying something's wrong with me when something, mm-hmm. did, you know, so I wanted to get to a point where we were able to help more people. But there was one more question I had for you about Mm -hmm. resilience, because I've noticed a theme with this generation. We're not so resilient anymore. And Mm -hmm. um, resiliency is really what helps make us happy and more successful. And I see so many smart, talented people that absolutely shut down when they are reject or disappointed, whether it's a boyfriend breakup or not making the team they want or getting rejected from an acapella group, they start to say, oh, something's wrong with me, or they don't like me, I'm not good enough. And I've been speaking with young people to say instead, oh, there's something even better out there for me. This is a huge message to me that you need to like look for the open door. And even when I work with young girls, I had one young girl who I had asked everyone to tell me a time when they were rejected and they were devastated. And she was still devastated about not being able to get this job as a counselor. She said she had gone to that camp for eight years and wanted to be the camp counselor. And eight of her friends got asked back except Mm. her. And so she was devastated and falling apart. And I said, so would you do that summer instead? And she said, I worked as a waitress in Chatham. And I said, well, how was that summer? And she said... 
that was the best summer of my life. <laughs> and she hadn't even made the connection that right. that's why she didn't get the CIT position. So yes. what have you learned about resiliency? The thing that's most important about the understanding of how quickly you bounce back is that you're, what are you serving, right? Are you serving? And it's so interesting. I love that story because you can say the reason why I didn't get that job was because I wouldn't have had the opportunity to do this. And that that was the best summer of my life. Now there's this whole idea about everything happens for a reason. We could have a philosophical conversation about that. I don't know if I align with that. My mom bless her heart. She's a Capricorn. She's like, everything doesn't happen for a reason. She doesn't believe that. (laughs) So I love that, that she doesn't believe that. I think that's interesting. What Mm -hmm. I do think is most important in regard to resiliency and regard to what is the relationship that you're giving to the rejection. There's a reason why it's, and it's not personal. It may be in relation to me not showing up. Let's say if you get rejected from a sports team, well, it's because you're not performing in the way that the coach believes that you should be performing or you don't fit into the team in the way the coach needs the team to be fit in. So that means to me, then what, what that does is gives you the opportunity to go, am I really serious about this sports that I want to do? Then I need to get better. Then I need to do something more or I need to try something different. And again, I become the observer of what's going on and how I need to move through. And that's where the, and t- not taking it personally. Now it's really easy for me to say, don't take it personally. It's another thing to go through it. But if you look at from their perspective, why they would have made that choice instead of taking it on as rejection, that they made a choice that doesn't include me, that's fine. That was my experience that I needed to have. Your friend Joey may have gotten onto the team because that's the experience that they needed to have. Just because they didn't get on the team doesn't mean that I'm excluded from the experience. I'm having the experience that I'm supposed to be having. Yes, absolutely. And then I'm in reverence for the idea that I got rejected. And then I have, then, wow, I'm so happy I got rejected because I wouldn't have had that. And what an amazing experience. Um, Another thing I want to share with you in regard to relationships, I believe that relationships don't end, they change. And I feel that a lot of people have this idea that's got to be this grand thing and he's got to be a prince and then we're going to get married and it's always good. And there's only one and it's my soulmate. No, let's throw that shit out. Excuse my friends. But (laughs) that is, we've been sold a bill of goods. Each person that comes into our life is for us. And however long that relationship lasts, it's there to teach us. It's there to learn how to relate and to recognize what kind of experience we want to have. And especially when you're young, the kids, quote unquote, young adults, there's so much changing that happens in your twenties that, that I think would be a really healthy thing to say. I may not find my person until I'm about 30. Moms might freak out because everybody wants to marry off their kid, I think, sometimes. But especially for young boys, young men, the way that they're developing in their 20s is not the same. So it's like trying to hit a a target that is evolving and changing. And young women, they're 24 years old and they want to have babies. And the guy at 24 is, is still trying to figure out shoes on. (laughs) I mean, I'm not disrespecting them, but that's just where they are. And they're trying to figure it out. And they're working through about how they're supposed to show up. And there's so much confusion going on in those early twenties. There was a young lady that I was working with and she really wants her person. And she's been waiting and she broke up with this guy who was kind of an alcoholic and not really was a partier dude and not showing up for her in the way she wanted. And she's been moving through it. It's been a tough breakup for her. And she, she met this other guy on hinge and he was an air force guy, just perfect for her. And he, after they dated one time, 
bless his heart, he actually sent her an email instead of ghosting her. And he said, you know, you're a really great person. You're probably the nicest person that I've met on this app, but I'm not ready for a relationship. And it was like, oh, wah, wah, right? Oh, no. <laughs> and so there, here's where the resiliency comes in. So you have that. I'm laughing because like, it's like you don't want him. You know, sometimes well, they're exactly. like keep clamoring for that. Exactly. So, so, but what happens is she took it as rejection that she's not good enough. She goes, well, and then we moved through it. And and she said, well, I guess it's just not the right relationship for me. And I said, hold on a minute, let's stop a minute. Actually, it was the perfect relationship for the amount of time. It was a relate, it was a short relationship, but what it got you to was first, it brought you to the idea that you could actually manifest someone like that, that they could come into your life. And that there's there's just a little bit of things missing from the stickiness. Like you want someone like him who shows up, but you also want someone who wants to partner in the way that you want to partner. So you're just getting closer to the person that you're desiring. He was a beautiful marker along your path to show you what's possible. And it was perfect for you in that moment. It lasted three days. That was the perfect relationship. Instead of thinking, what what is the perfect relationship equal? To me, it equals anybody that comes into your life and teaches you something about yourself. Right. And, 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 and I be- see a lot of girls that get to the point where the guy's in their life for a month and, and moves on, and then there's another guy and, and moves on. And the next relationship, their attitude is, when is he going to move on? Instead of, right. let's have fun with him now. And I think they're actually projecting and willing that to happen. I agree with you. And I think that's why it's important. That's the part of resiliency. To me, resiliency is saying, you know what, I'm going to get, I mean, and sports analogies are for resiliency are perfect because you see, you watch, you watch high caliber sports people and the way that they, if something they go wrong, they just shake that shit off. And oh yeah. It doesn't moving, even phase right? them. They actually and want, you look what they're going to do next because they're going to make up for it. And then that's some. exactly. Yes. And the idea that, okay, this happened for whatever reason, and I may not know the reason why, and that's okay, but and, and at some point I might get clarity on it. And everything, the way that I operate in my life is everything is an opportunity for me to grow. And that's where the resilience comes in. Mm-hmm. Instead of wallowing, because the, where the resilience doesn't happen is when someone goes like it, because it'll hit you. And it's okay to hurt, right? It's okay to have that moment of, oh, that really sucked. I got rejected. Right. Yes. Yeah, sit in to that, do that pain. Yes. And move through it and then go, okay, whatever this was for, it happened. And I'm going to keep moving forward because I love myself full circle. I love who I am because the rejection, when it's turned into opportunity, that's where the resiliency happens. Right. And the, and resiliency is about how quick you get back up. And And, I think that's a great attitude. Just the way you said every relationship was meant to happen for a reason. And and to learn from it, no matter how short, I, I think too often we want to be angry at that person and mm-hmm. find fault or say, well, he was this or that. And even if he was, even if he was a jerk, like we could go back to that relationship that I had with that boss, same thing with your boss. Mm-hmm. How much did you learn from that? Tons. How much did you learn about yourself? I learned about how I manage people. I learned about how I need to r- r- release thoughts. I remember one time I was having, you know, cause he, he kind of operated under this space of fear. That's what people will right. do who are intimidators. Absolutely. So I'd be thinking about all the things and what happens when we're in a space of fear too, is that we will try to hypervigilantly manage what's going to happen next. So mm-hmm. the mind is constantly trying to figure out how to protect itself. 
And so I was having these thoughts that wake up in the middle of the night. And I thought about it at the rate that I'm thinking about this, the energy that I'm putting into this, I'm getting paid like $2 an hour. That's why I set those alarms. When I walk through that door at home, they don't get to get into my house. Right. They're not coming into my house. But so, they but often to- also go after the person with the good energy. To discredit them. So I do see that a lot of times, whether it's a coach or a boss, is like if you have a lot of credibility and you are the go-to person in that office or team, how else are they going to have any credibility by discrediting that person? So I see that a lot. And what will happen usually in those kinds of dynamics is that it's the weather pattern. They'll pick you for a little while and then they'll pick another person and then they'll pick another person. They they kind of will move. And that's tough to manage. I'm here to say like, that's not an enviable place to be when someone's picking on you or or bullying you and you're the target. If I was being targeted, I would say, I'm no longer that person's target. That person no longer sees me. I'm invisible to them. That's how I would actually manage Mm -hmm. that kind of energy. So I'm no longer the target in the room instead of taking it on. Because that's one thing. You can be a target, but you don't have to take it on. It's your choice whether or not you allow it to penetrate and permeate your system. Right. And what they're doing, 99% of it is about them. When it doesn't feel like it when it's happening to you, you know, or happening at you, but I'm not going to take that on. If someone is telling me something negative about me or talking about me mm-hmm. um, behind my back, I'm not going to let that become my definition. What they say about me is not my definition of myself. Because they don't know me. They don't know me like that. They don't know me enough to be able to come to that judgmental conclusion. And then if there's something that's coming at me too, and they say, you know, she's kind of mean or insensitive or something, then I can look at it and go, is that true? That's what I would also ask yourself. Mm -hmm. Is that true what's coming at me? Is it true that what fill in the blank? And then, you know, usually you can hear that voice will come in and go, no. (laughs) (laughs) Right? There's a voice. The quietest voice is your intuition. It will come in and it's all for you. The louder judgmental voice, we need to quiet it so that the voice that has reverence and compassion and love towards ourselves Mm -hmm. can become, because it's still in there, even though you don't, you might not be listening to it. Start to listen for the voice that loves you. Listen for the part of you that, that is your best cheerleader instead of looking for it outward. Right. And also more girls should wake up when someone is saying, why are you friends with her? I mean, instead of believing what you hear all the time, there's always two sides to every story. And when someone is always saying, stay away from her, we should be questioning that person. That's question everything. Yeah. That that, uh, I question everything with this is the Aquarian age. The Aquarian age is about questioning everything, question what everybody says, not in a way of, I don't believe you, right. not in a judgmental way, but in an inquisitive way. Hmm. I'm going to, why gonna would you see. say that about someone? Right. Right. What is it that, that you're getting from, from that? How are you desiring me to respond? Right. And I'm not going to respond in the way that you want me to respond. I'm going to choose how I respond. Young women have to remember that you have a choice. I don't care what your parents are saying. I don't care what your coach is saying. I don't care what anybody's saying. Your intuitive center is your most reliable compass. And so if you're not feeling it and you want to, and you feel that you can make a choice that's different than anyone is saying, you make that choice because you've got to live with it. Right. 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 And I'm just a big believer in karma too. Like anyone that's talking about you is... Talking about everyone. For sure. Yeah. Yes. And that's on them. And obviously we don't want to wish anything on anybody, but I don't want to be around that. Obviously you can depend on people that you love and care and trust, but you also got to have your own independency 
I can be independent and still receive from people. I can give and receive, not just overgive. That's what I think happens with some people. They overgive. I'm still open to receiving. I'm open to the balance of it all. And then it becomes a healthy balance. That's what it's about. Being in- independent is great, but I'm also open to receiving. And I also have partners in my life that show up, but I'm choosing them. That's what independence to me is. Right. When I'm not ch- really choosing them, they're choosing me to play out their codependent addict issues. Because I believe that when women go into pleasing and, and not making their own choices and sort of going with what others, pers- that it becomes a codependent addict relationship. That's the best way to describe it. So I don't want, I don't need to be codependent to anybody else's energy in order to self-realize. I can have them, I can have my partner by my side and still be self-realized. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. I mean, even as a yoga teacher in Shavasana, I try to have people open to receiving, open to receiving Mm, good health or prosperity or good relationships, healthy relationships. So you can do it at any time during the day, especially just be conscious of being open to that because a lot of people are too closed today and don't even think that they can create this openness just by speaking it and visualizing it. It's all about energy. It's all about intention. And when you set that intention, you don't even have to think about it. You set the intention, I'm open to receiving. And then all of a sudden, you know, people are giving you compliments and someone gives you a flower. And then I like to acknowledge, wow, thank you. I'm receiving this, right? I'm receiving this compliment. And then you're able to receive what you want. You can't, if you're a, a young lady that says, I keep manifesting guys that are jerks and don't want to show up. Well, it's because you're not allowing yourself to receive someone into your life that will show up in the way that you desire. So set the intention. I'm open to receiving um, this kind of person into my life who's nurturing, who shows up, who's partner, whatever it is you desire. Like it may not show up as a six foot three tall, dark and handsome. It might show up as a six foot light, you know, be opened. Cause I think sometimes that will happen too. the universe is like, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, the intelligence of the universe isn't like that personified, mm-hmm. but I do feel sometimes you want to be, clear about what you desire and then open for something more. Right. And then magic can happen. Right. Right. I always ask young women to keep a list by your bed of what you want to attract. And on one side, what you want to attract in your life. And then on the other side, a list of all the positive attributes of what you love about yourself and what's amazing about yourself and read it every morning and night And And add to it. Add to it. Absolutely. And add to it. I had a a young woman who came to me after class and, and said she was suffering from depression. And I remember being shocked because to me, she was like the bright light in the class. And I Mm -hmm. would actually look to her for guidance on how I was doing because she was such a positive force. And when I when I heard that, I was so surprised. So I said, well, right now we are writing a list of what's so amazing about you. And we did. And I said, every single day you have to add to this list and read Beautiful. it. It's really important because we, we're dealing with so much depression in young girls. And, um, and it isn't interesting that you can be depressed and still be a force of light. Exactly. That those things can coexist. That just right. because you're moving through and you're having emotional challenges in, because dep- to, to me dep- depression is is emotional right right that you're still beautiful that you're still amazing that probably the reason why you're showing up with some symptoms of depression or however that's manifesting for you is because you're such a bright light right so right. then you're and into, then you yeah. can go wait a minute 
And how is this depressive energy serving me? Right. What is it giving me? Well, thank you so much for all your time today and keep doing the good work. And I hope we'll talk again soon. Thank you, beautiful. I appreciate you. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate you. Let's get prepared for meditation. Find a comfortable place to either rest seated or laying flat on your back. Close your eyes. Notice the breath slowing down. And notice where your body is most tense. Where is your body most relaxed? And just notice the tension and relaxation throughout the body. Go ahead and relax the muscles in your face. Your brow relaxes, cheeks, jaw relaxes, unclench your teeth. Notice the points of contact between the floor and the back of your head, the floor and your back. And notice how your body relaxes little by little without any effort, as the muscles become looser and more relaxed. Allow your arms and your legs to relax. Hips relax. The entire body feels loose and heavy. Maybe you have this image of what your body is supposed to look like. Maybe you have these ideas of your body looking like all the social media you see. And just see if you can release that image and accept your body just as it is. Think of the awesome strength of your body fueling your body, your powerful legs. And see if you can come to a loving image of your body. You might think your body image is neutral or content, comfortable. Maybe you're uncomfortable or angry, accepting. And it's okay to have these contradictory feelings. But what might it be like if you accepted your body just as it is? And which parts of your body are easiest to accept? Start to list what you love about those parts of your body that are easy to accept. And then think about what's hard for you to accept. And then imagine loving this body part and changing that thought process into something positive 
and rephrase how you feel about that body part that upsets you and make it into a positive. Think of something positive about it. Imagine accepting your body as a whole. Breathe in deeply and breathe out. Taking calm, deep breaths, inhale and count to five to yourself. One, two, three, four, five. Exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Continue breathing as you inhale, counting to five. And as you exhale, counting to five. And now I'm going to say some body image affirmations. And just repeat these to yourself and simply relax. I love who I am. I accept myself the way I am. I am evolving. I accept my body. There is no need to be perfect. My body is powerful. I look strong and healthy. My imperfections make me unique. I will no longer judge my body. I accept myself. I am human with human flaws. I accept my thighs. I accept my weight. I am perfectly all right just the way I am. It's okay to feel how you're feeling right now. Just accept the feelings And take a moment to let go of tension and anxiety. As you inhale, you're filling yourself with that positive body image. And as you exhale, you're letting go of tension and anxiety. Continue to breathe slowly in and out. Now slowly visualize the room around you without opening your eyes. And soon you're going to come to a consciousness. When I count from five to one, keeping this feeling of calm energy Coming more awake with each number. Five, feeling your muscles awakening. Four, 
Letting the breath calm you. Three. Becoming more and more awake. Two. And fully awake at one. Be sure to subscribe to Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast. And I hope you'll join us again soon. Namaste.